Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Banwart. We created this podcast with one goal in mind, to make fitness education accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. So let's dive right in. Today we have my husband, Matt Banwart, on to talk about his fitness journey and what led him to opening Red Wolf CrossFit. Hi, Matt. Hello. Um, so I guess basically let's start with, um, telling us about your childhood fitness journey and kind of where it led you and, um, how it all started. Oh, how it all started. Interesting. Um, my childhood fitness journey was that I didn't do fitness at all, that I repulsed it. Um, (laughs) in fact, I did not like fitness at all. Like you couldn't have paid me to work out. Um, I remember the first time I walked to a gym was actually a hotel gym with my mom. And I went in there and there was no one else in there. I went in there, looked at everything, had no idea what to do with it and just walked right back out. Cause I was terrified, even though there was no one else in there. So it didn't matter. <laughs> um, and then, uh, <clears throat> also, uh, in high school and in middle school, any kind of weight room stuff or PE stuff, I was, I was that kid who never participated or wanted to be a part of it. So it's kind of funny when you think about it now, cause now I have to work out all the time. Yes. <laughs> so absolutely. it's funny how it's, things change. Awesome. Well, um, it still led you to play a sport. So you, you played a sport as a kid. Uh, yeah, I played, uh, I played baseball. So I like baseball cause it was, um, it was more skill-based and I didn't have to like work out a ton. Um, I didn't, I just at the time though, with how much I knew, I didn't think that working out would actually improve my athletic performance. And obviously I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. So you just played, um, like on a little league team or did you like do travel ball? Like what happened? Yeah. So I started when I was eight, played little league, you know, did the whole childhood thing, focused only on baseball actually. Cause that was just the sport that I really liked and that I was actually good at, um, played in high school and then ended up playing, um, for Bile University for three years. Wow. So did you um, just walk on that team? What led you to go and choose Biola? Um, I chose it because it did have a good baseball program and also had a film program because I wanted to do something in uh, in film, either film, TV, radio, something like that. Ironically, now we're on a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but with, uh, sorry, I'm totally blanking on the question. Oh, just where did it lead you? And it led you to Biola. Why did you choose that? Oh, okay. Why did I choose it? Okay. Baseball program. And I had a really good film program. So it was like great because it was, you know, I could do both or Mm -hmm. I could be biased in one if one didn't work out. So I applied to the film school twice, got rejected twice. So I just decided to do communication because I still, that still could lead me into do something like this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, uh, and I had the opportunity to play baseball and I walked onto the team. I redshirted my freshman year. Um, and, uh, I distinctly remember that the coach, um, the head coach after I registered that year brought me into his office cause we have exit meetings, regardless of who you are on the team. Everyone has a one-on-one exit meeting with the coach and mm-hmm. he, he lets you know what's going on. And he, he sat me down and it was a very short meeting and he just goes, you know, Banwart, if you want to be on this team next year, you got to be a lot better. <laughs> And I know he was referring not only to my skills, but also I knew I was underweight. Like it's like, I, he didn't have to tell me. It's like, I knew that I was a uh, hundred I was 150 pounds at the time. Mm-hmm, um, now, I, yeah, I was really small. I was five foot eight, 150. So I did not have a lot of meat on me. And then, um, yeah, he was just straight with me. He's like, yeah, you're too small. Um, you're, 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 you're an okay contact hitter, but you can't hit for power. You don't hit the ball very hard. Um, you don't have much of an arm, like just mm-hmm. like laid into me, like everything that I would sucked at. But like, that was so good for me to have someone give it to me straight yeah, and be like, 
you're probably not going to make it. Right. Just he literally honest. said those words, like, you're probably not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And if you do make it, you're gonna have to work really hard. Right. I was like, and then, um, that was a light bulb moment for me that completely changed the trajectory of my life. So that was the single most, I probably, one of the most important moments of my life because that night I went out and I just had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, li- I literally went in the weight room, lifted for two hours doing everything because like, I just did what I saw other guys do in the gym. Um, like I said, even in my freshman year, I didn't work out much. I just kind of copied what I was and just kind of went through the motions. And then, um, after that I went out to the track and I ran sprints for like another 30 minutes, like Mm -hmm. intervals, just to get faster. I'm like, I have to get better. Yeah. Like there's no, and then I literally worked out every day until, uh, I can't even remember, but I just, I worked out every day for two hours with no coach or anything, no guidance, just on your own. No coach, uh, muscle and fitness magazines back then Oh, magazines. Yeah. And I would just, I I just, (laughs) I was stupid, but I literally just took like a bunch of pre-workout and would just do every exercise that I ever saw in the magazine, mm-hmm. my own reps Three and whatever. Three sets of 10. I would do a lot more sets than oh, that. Oh, wow. I would, I would do a lot. I would, be, I would spend two hours on one body part. Wow. I would do, literally do every exercise for that body part. It was stupid. No, I would overtrained. Not, would not recommend. Do not rec- I do not recommend that because mm-hmm. I was... Overtrained. I was way overtrained. I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. I was moody. There's my no joints hurt. Synthesis yeah, going on. exactly. It was bad, but uh, I ate a ton, so that helped. <laughs> um, but I ended up putting on about 20, 25 pounds. Wow, in one summer. In the summer. One, and since I started that. Yeah, so about the summer. Yeah, so about three or four months. So coming back to the next season or the next year, you were obviously different. People noticed. Right. right. And yeah, um, yeah, they definitely noticed when I rolled it, even the first day, everyone kind of like, they didn't really recognize me because of how much weight I put on. And it was muscle too. It wasn't like, I was already really skinny. Yeah. Um, and I'm a hard gainer. Mm-hmm. So meaning that I have a hard time putting on muscle. So I, I took a ton of supplements, a lot of creatine and a lot of, um, I ate a lot of carbs, <laughs> um, <laughs> Just which was ate great. a lot in general. I ate a lot. I, ate, I, was, I was probably eating about three or 4,000 calories a day yeah. for a 150 person got to get up to that weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I made the team. I made wow. the team that fall. Yeah, yeah. I, I hit better. I threw better. My confidence was up. Um, but I still wasn't doing CrossFit yet. I was just doing bodybuilding and like sprints. Wow. So when did you discover CrossFit? Okay, so you got onto the team sophomore year. Did you play or you know were you just better in general? I was better. And I think, I mean, I was never that great of a ball player. Let's be real. I okay. still, I rode the bench my entire college career. So don't think I was good at baseball or anything. Okay. Uh, but I think they just saw that I had a work ethic and, and like I, when I did play, I played hard. Okay. Like I, my, my aggressiveness went up significantly. Like Mm -hmm. I would try things and I would, I would get dirty. I would die for balls. I would, I would try, they could see the effort that I was putting in. And I think that's probably why they took me on. Um, and also, um, yeah, I think they just saw the work ethic and they, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's had that, that helped. Yeah. I think that's something overrated, um, that people don't realize is that working out will affect so many other areas, um, of our personality in a good way, as far as, you know, being a little bit more confident, mm-hmm. um, willing to take on risks, willing to just work hard in general, because you're putting in this physical effort, your mental, um, capabilities become a lot more. Yeah. And that was the first time, like, like you said, like hundred percent, like my confidence was, is like the number one thing fitness has given me. Mm-hmm. And I will say also that it taught me that sticking with that, putting in the work first and delaying gratification can be very worth it. Yes. Yeah. In the end, like it was totally worth it right? because it set me on this whole track to where I am now. So 
well, that one summer seemed like a lot. Yeah. Like, look where it's that one summer's taken me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so tell us about how you found CrossFit then. Okay. So, um, funny story. I saw the movie 300 with <laughs> Gerald Butler yes, <laughs> with favorite. the 300 Spartans. It's a great movie and they're jacked. And I, the first thing I noticed, even when I saw the movie trailer, was like, dude, these guys are yoked. Yes. So the first thing, of course, me, uh, you know, Google. being in my 20s, you know, my early 20s, like late teens, I was like, I want to look like that. Like, who didn't? And mm-hmm. so um, I Googled it. And then they actually had like a behind the scenes video of Mark Twight. And if you don't know who Mark Twight is, he founded Jim Jones. And Mark Twight also was one of the pioneers of CrossFit before he and the founder of CrossFit, Greg Glassman, had a huge falling out. So for example, the 21-15-9 rep scheme and like the interval scheme of um, Fight Gone Bad mm-hmm. was all developed by Mark Twight. So wow. a lot of people don't know that, yeah. but Mark Twight isn't, was one of the pioneers of CrossFit. Um, he just gets zero credit. <laughs> um, and so Jim Jones would post their workouts and they literally did workouts like Fran and yeah. they did fight gone bad. I saw that. And at the time I had no idea it was CrossFit and I saw they did a bunch of ring stuff. So I ordered a bunch of like rings and kettlebells. It took like eight weeks to ship because yeah. I ordered it from like overseas and paid shipping. Yeah. They didn't make it in the United States. at the time. There was no rogue fitness back then. There was no equipment manufacturers. Kettlebells weren't even known yet. I was one of the first people I think that ever even had kettlebells. It was so hard to find kettlebells yeah. and rings. Um, so I started training with the Jim Jones workouts and I was like, Hey, there's gotta be another program out there that kind of blends all these styles of kettlebell training, ring training and weightlifting. In. Um, and so uh, on a whim, I just kind of Googled something. I think I just Googled the stuff. And then CrossFit.com came up. And then I clicked on it. And then the workout of the day, because I post a workout every day, was um, uh, Helen. Yeah. And I saw a video of um, CrossFit legend James Fitzgerald, a.k.a. OPT. And he did this workout, Helen, which is, if you don't know what it is, it's three rounds for time. It's a 400-meter run. Uh, 21 kettlebell swings at 53 pounds and then 12 pull-ups. I saw he did it in six minutes and 59 seconds. And I was like, okay, well I'm experienced with kettlebells. Um, I've done plenty of kettlebell swings. I am, I I'm used to running. Uh, and I know I can do 12 pull on 12 pull-ups is nothing. Right. And then, so I was like, I could beat this time. And I took two scoops of NO explode. <laughs> if you don't know what NO explode is, it's like one of the original pre-workouts and, don't take two scoops ever of that stuff. And um, first round went great. And then second round, not so much. And then third round, I had to walk the last 400 very slowly because I was about to throw up. Yeah. I was, it was so intense. <laughs> I was like, even those 12 pull-ups were brutal. Um, and I looked at my time. It was 18.43. I still remember the exact time to this day. 18 minutes, 43 seconds. Um, <laughs> so not even close. And then from then and there, I like, I kind of saw that and I saw that as a huge motivator. Cause I'm like, man, if this like, like 35 year old dude, the skinny dude can, can do it in seven it minutes, in seven and under seven minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, and I can't even do this. I'm a collegiate athlete. This is probably a pretty good program. And so yeah. I started following CrossFit. I followed the workout of the day every day for about two years. I did wow. the workout. Yeah. There was no really other programming back then. It was just, there it was just the workout of the day, whatever yeah. came up. That's the only and thing. Sometimes those workouts were crazy. <laughs> A lot of them were, were crazy. And we would do Cindy, like 
once a month. Yes, like, all the time. It was like, there also wasn't as much variety as there is now. Like, yes, now we repeated like, workouts all the time. Like even back then, we didn't even row that much because not many people could get yes. rowers because Eve Concept 2 was not a big company back then. Yeah. So it's, if you had rowers, it was like a big deal yeah, that like a gym had rowers. People think that we've had this equipment for so long, but in reality, it's it's actually pretty new. Yeah, I mean, toes to bar weren't even a thing yet. Toes no, to bar, yeah. there was no butterfly pull-ups yet. There was no biker yet. There was no echo. There weren't even air bikes yet. Like, you know, it was... Yeah. It was a weird times. Yeah. So you, you started doing CrossFit.com workouts and that kind of started your basic journey towards doing CrossFit full time. Like what happened with that? Uh, so what happened was, is that I had a bunch of friends who started asking me what I was doing. I had some also guys on the team that were asking me what I was doing and then they would actually do workouts with me. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So it just started with, it just started simple. Like people just working out with me and then it turned into, well, I have so many people now, like, how about I just coach you guys through this and then I'll do it or I'll do it first <laughs> and then I'll coach you through it. So that way I kind of know what's going on and I yeah. can modify. So it was kind of already, it you was, know, yeah, it was just originating. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I would coach people for free to get experience. And then I ended up getting my CrossFit level one, um, in Huntington beach, ironically, wow. at a local CrossFit gym in Huntington beach, which I would later open my gym. And after I got my L one started coaching, um, and really fell in love with it, really enjoyed it, really liked helping people, really liked seeing people. Um, it was the same thing with me that I experienced, not like with CrossFit, but with working out, which is that people just got more confident. And that was really cool to see and to be a part of. And um, I knew that this is something I kind of wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. And so I started contacting some local gyms and I was like, hey, are there any kind of, you know, intern or I, I'll, like, I don't care, like just I'll take pull-up bars, doesn't matter. Just like, do you have anything for me? one gym got back to me and then, um, start coaching there. Um, I, which is funny. I still had to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a discount, but I still had to pay wow. and then coach there a few classes and then, uh, kind of built a small following there. And then, yeah. Wow. That's a really, uh, awesome <clears throat> journey about how you found CrossFit. Let's backtrack a little bit mm -hmm. and just talk about how you transitioned from then leaving the baseball team and kind of pursuing this full time. Did you struggle kind of you know, dropping one and doing the other? Or what was that turning point for you? Oh, yeah, great question. I totally forgot that I almost died. Um, <laughs> so fun fact. Yeah, I right know. off the bat. I know I did. I almost died. So I almost bled out. So I had this rare condition. It's called Dula Floyd's lesion. It's where you're born with a shallow blood vessel in your stomach. And what happened was an ulcer ended up forming over the top of the blood vessel and ruptured the blood vessel. And, and this so was when you were what? A junior? I was 20. So you were... A sophomore, still, junior. I think I was going into my junior or senior year. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, I can't remember. But um, all I know is like I was having shortness of breath. I was cold. I couldn't. Yeah, I my heart rate was racing. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was in some pain kind of like up, you know, uh, like in my upper ribs. And I didn't know what that was. But it wasn't so bad to where I thought it was serious. Ended up passing out from blood loss. Um, roommates found me, called 911. Uh, ambulance came, took me away to the ER. While I'm in the ER, they're having a tough time drawing my blood um, to do blood tests. Uh, and uh, when they do finally get a sample, uh, not too long after that, an ER doctor comes in, looks at me, and he's like very serious. He goes, you've lost about two-thirds of your blood, and we need to start blood transfusions right away. Otherwise, you could go into cardiac arrest any moment. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> and then so I probably went through about 18 units of blood when I was in the hospital and I, I kind of was in and out of the hospital. So what happened is how you treat this was you do an endoscopy. So they put a camera down my throat, put me under, then they cauterize it. That 
worked, I was released and then it ruptured again. And so I went back to the hospital and then guess what? Within a day? Uh, within like a few days. Once okay. they, once they found the bleeding, it was several days that I was bleeding. Out. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was not fun. Like I was vomiting blood. I projectile vomited blood all over the, uh, the bathroom in the hospital, which was disgusting. It was the most disgusting thing that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then I was passing blood through other orifices and it was not pleasant. Like I was just, I was bleeding and it was, it was one of the worst experiences. It was definitely the one, the worst experience. Scary for sure. It was scary. Cause you didn't know, you didn't know why I was bleeding. Like mm-hmm. it's scary when you don't, you're just bleeding and you don't know why or where or how bad it is. Yeah. Or how to stop it. Yeah. And then, um, ended up getting another doctor at UCLA. Um, Dr. Bedford. Thank you. And he, he used a clamp. He was especially with this too, which is great because he's like, I've done this before. I know exactly what to do. And mm-hmm. he did it. And that saved my life. I had Thai food that night and haven't had a problem since. <laughs> but since then, you obviously changed your mindset. And did that like kind of spark you to drop baseball and then move on to CrossFit? Or was that like a big moment for you? 100%. I was, I knew, I, I got very practical after that. Um, I knew that I should focus more on school because my grades still weren't that great. I knew I was working so hard in fitness and baseball. I'm like, well, why can't I work harder in my academics? So I started drop baseball because I'm like, this isn't really going to go anywhere after college anyways. Mm-hmm. Focus on CrossFit because that's what I really love to do anyways. So that got me into training because the CrossFit games were coming around then. It's like 2007, 2008. So it's like right at the the, the um, peak. like the Not even the peak, just well, the, the beginning. Starting, yeah. The very beginning of the CrossFit game. So I was like, I want to train for this. Mm-hmm. So started working on that. Um, started coaching more. Um, ended up getting hired as a general manager later. Um, getting another offer to come out to Costa Mesa and be a general manager of a CrossFit gym. Um, which I did for about two years before I decided to open up my own gym. Wow. All right. Um, so what what c- caused you or what what made you want to open up your own gym since you were, I mean, were you doing well as a general manager? I mean, obviously that just made you want more from that. Good question. Um, I worked, I've worked at a lot of, not a lot, but I've worked at several CrossFit gyms and they're all good in their own way. But I never... There was never one that I thought had it down perfectly. Mm-hmm. So it was either too catered towards um, too catered towards like complete newbies, which is fine. You know, that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it was so watered down that I felt like they weren't getting the value that they deserved mm-hmm. per the workouts that they were getting in the coaching. Like it was it was also like really cheap to go there. So it was like I had like a 30 person class. Like I can't coach. Yeah. With I can't coach back squats with right. a 30 person class by myself. <laughs> yeah. There was um, no progress then yeah, at that gym. The, the progress was very slow. Um and it was kind of frustrating to deal with that. Uh, great people though. And then, uh, I worked at another gym. It was way too competitive. It was, everything was about competing. It was really no community then. No, there was actually a great community, but, but a competitive it was, one it was only. way too competitive. Yeah. Like it was too much. Like, and I made the mistake of kind of carrying some of that over to the early days of Red Wolf. Um, but yeah, that was too much. So I wanted a perfect blend of both. I wanted a place where people, well, first off, I wanted a place where I could just throw down with my friends and no one could tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, I did want to help people, but it was kind of from my own ego too. I was like, I think I can do this better than everyone else. Yeah. And I was very confident in that because I like, all I saw was problems and holes that could be filled. Like every time I had an idea, it got shot down. So I was like, I'm going to go do this myself. And so I did, um, opened Red Wolf and very happy that I did and, you know, can't complain. That's awesome. Well, here's the number one question I get about our gym, the gym that you started. Um, why did you choose the name Red Wolf? 
it sounded cool. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted a color and I wanted an animal. And I kind of stole this from Red Bull because Mm -hmm. I thought it was, I really liked it. How like it hasn't, when you think about Red Bull has nothing to do with the energy drink. Right. Nothing. Like what does a Red Bull have to do with it? Um, Well, I guess a Red Bull is like really like ad, like strong like you it's know aggressive, str- aggressive yeah, yeah like but that doesn't necessarily or... mean energy though like yeah. it could have been something else too but i mean it is a cool name mm-hmm. and so same thing with wolf i was like well who doesn't want to be like a wolf like in terms of like yeah. the intelligence it's a you know it, they they hunt in packs they work in teams they're very intelligent mm-hmm. and then red was just i just saw as kind of like i just thought red was a cool color and I, you know, I, I combined those together and you know you have red wolf crossfit Yes. Yeah, so just to clear it up for everybody out there, Red Wolf is not named because of Rusty, the Red Husky. It is strictly because Matt came up with this on his own, and I and Rusty came after. Rusty came after, and yes. Kaylin came after. But we, yeah. Yes, we were members of the gym, and it was just meant to be. It was meant to be, because here we are now. Yeah. So I guess my last question for your fitness journey is um, kind of where are you at right now, and where do you want to be, I guess, in like the next five years with your current fitness, and then I guess with you know developing the gym as well? Okay. So good question. So I'll start with yourself, myself what? first, um, in terms of just my fitness. Yeah. Where are you currently at in your fitness? You are 35 and I am 35, um, you know, getting up there. Where, where you're at. Um, and then where you're going to be or where you want to be, I guess, by the time you're 40. Yeah. Great question. Uh, right now I'm at a kind of a transition period of where, you know, I was competitive for over 10 years. I went to regionals three times. Uh, I've won multiple local competitions, so I'm used to, I like being a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, never made the CrossFit Games, my ultimate goal, but I was definitely good enough to be out there with some of the best, which was, you know, something that I wish I enjoyed a little bit more when I was actually out there, because had I known that was my last time on the floor, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Um, so now that I'm transitioning out of that competitive sphere, or I have been the last few years, um, it's a long process, but my goal now is just to maintain my fitness. I still want to be strong. I still want to be able to do every CrossFit movement, but my goal in terms of like how fit I am, <laughs> like I realize that I'm never going to be as fit I was in my mid to late 20s. Like no one will. Mm-hmm. So I've just come to, you know, work out to, you know, maintain my fitness for my family, my you know, health, longevity. I want to be around until I'm like I'm 80, 90 years old and still be able to help out my kids when they need help and be able to move stuff and um, not be a burden on anyone for as long as possible. And where do you want to be uh, five years from now when you're 40? I still want to be just as fit as I am now. Yeah. Any but, personal goals, any things you want to like hit or do or... I don't really know. That's a, you know, I haven't really thought about that. It's like, I still love CrossFit. I still do CrossFit all the time. Yeah, that's another question. Will you continue to do CrossFit? I mean, I think a lot of people go through different realms of fitness um, as far as branching out into like Ironmans or, you know, doing more. Some people do marathons and some people go into bodybuilding specifically. Any desires to do that? Or do you think CrossFit is pretty much where your heart's at? I want to say CrossFit's still where my heart's at, but I, I am interested in doing other things. I don't know what that is yet, but more as like testing your fitness, not like as full time. Yeah, exactly. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind doing like some of the things I've seen with the tactical games where they do like, you know, the rifles and the pistol shooting with a workout. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought that was really cool. That's something I could see myself doing. I don't really have, 
I don't really want to do that now <laughs> because like it's just something for me to train for and I like spending time with my kids now when they're young. So yeah. my, my my energy more goes towards that rather than me competing because I, I really felt like I fulfilled my competitive spirit with that mm-hmm. and now it's more about I'd rather be more competitive in like the business mm. side of things and then have fitness be as something that I go back to like just enjoying for fun again. Yeah, well that's a great way to transition to the the second part of the question <clears throat> which was where do you see Red Wolf in the next 5 years or so? In the next 5 years I see Red Wolf uh well my big goal is to actually own a building for the the gym itself. Um, something that would be suitable to where we wouldn't have to move again. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's always been a dream of mine because we've had some issues in the past <laughs> where our knees have been taken out mm-hmm. and during COVID specifically. That's a whole other story. We won't get into that. But uh, I, it's, it's very pricey to lease space in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can try and purchase something and house, and house the gym there, that would preserve the future. Um, cause then, you know, our expenses would be under, under yeah. more under control or more predictable. Yeah. And then we could definitely, you know, expand into training, um, a wider range of ages and groups and service our community even better. Exactly. And that, that's the goal is to branch out. Uh, we can't really do that right now cause our space is limited yes. even now. Uh, so a move, uh, will probably happen, or at least I hope it does to something bigger and something that kind of reminds us of the original location. I know a lot of people miss the original kind of warehouse style and I do too. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't mind kind of going back to our roots with that somehow. Yeah. If we can find like a happy medium that will just let right. us kind of expand <clears throat> into the future and give us that, that potential to grow. Yeah, exactly. Just something to where like we have a permanent home that, um, that is just that we can continue doing what we're doing because, um, you know, that's all, that's all. I can't really think of anything else that I would do. I even had this discussion with you when we were coming back from our little va- mini vacation was like, I was thinking about like, man, what if like, like if I retired, money wasn't an issue, like what would I do? And I'm like, I would still coach yeah. or I would still do something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never stop. So that's what the point I just want to get to, because I think that we we're still at only at the beginning. And I think we can expand, serve a lot more people and help a lot more people. Um, and, um, and yeah, I just want to make sure that also our, um, our employees are taken care of too, because Mm -hmm. if we can have, if we can have a permanent location where like that is just secured, that will make at least be like, okay, well we, now we have this under control and we can, we can make sure we can expand the staff and we can train them better and we can, I mean, we can still train them better now, but I mean, just saying that, you know, there's one less stressor because of, you know, rent is out of control. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah, that's pretty much all the questions I had as far as your fitness journey goes and kind of what you foresee for the future. Is there anything else you want to, you want to tell everybody else? No, no, that's good. I got everything. All right. Well, if you enjoyed listening to this um, and you want us to make more content just like this, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, Also follow us on social media at redwolfcrossfit.com and shoot all of your DMs over there on content you want us to create or any questions that you have. Until next time, good luck. Have fun. Nailed Nailed it. it.